Hello, and welcome to the Webtoon Room. I'm Will. And I'm Crudy. And today, we're here to talk about Brass and Sass by Aunt Lorella. Yes, it is a sweet high school romance story, and we're really excited to get into season one and everything about it. One warning, though, there will be spoilers for all of season one. We are current with season two, but if you have not read season one yet, turn back now. Let's get into it. Brass and Sass is a romance webtoon by Aunt Lorella featuring a very young, very fresh-faced Camilla and her foray into learning the trumpet and being part of a high school band. Yeah, we mentioned Brass and Sass briefly in our What We're Reading episode last week, uh, and we recommended it. And as we mentioned in that episode, it is kind of a band slash shoujo mix, and that is really the vibe that you get with Brass and Sass. It's really lovely and low-key. It's very sweet. And as romances go, there's relatively little drama. It's well-characterized, and there's a lot going on in terms of the characters and their emotions and the band backdrop of this story, but it's not highly dramatic, which I'm really enjoying. I'm enjoying it a lot as well, and I think that's why we're here to talk about it today. Yeah, do you want to get into the premise of it a little bit? Brass and Sass starts off with this main character, Camilla, who is a high school student at Crestamere, and she ends up joining the high school band. Yeah, it's really wonderful how this is portrayed. And Will, I know you have strong feelings about the first episode that you should absolutely talk about. But I love the way this is portrayed in the way that she gets moved and inspired by the playing of the jazz band. She doesn't really give a hoot of how cool band is or how rather it's not. She just feels moved and inspired and it just compels her to join. This is something that she wants to be a part of, which is really lovely. Yeah, and Camilla is the kind of person who, when she gets into something, she really gets into it. And one of the things she wrestles with in the first part of the story is, is this something I'm going to give up in, you know, a couple months when I get tired of this? And I think that's a very, very real and relatable feeling, especially when it's coming from Camilla. She has this infectious energy about her that brightens up the room, that makes everyone want to be on the same wavelength as her. And it affects all the other characters in the webtoon, but it also bleeds off the page onto you, the reader. Yeah, I think we both wrote in our notes that she's like the sun. She's sunshine. She brings this light and energy around her. And it's even spoken about in different parts of the comic where one of the band members says... You know, I didn't really care about band this year, but Camilla's energy is just so infectious, and it absolutely is. And going back to your earlier point, too, of her kind of burning out or her running through her interests very quickly, sometimes what can happen when you're very passionate like that and you throw yourself into something is that your energy burns hot and bright like the sun, but it runs out very quickly. And that has happened to Camilla in the past. Her best friend, Sophia, even makes mention of that. But with band, 
there is a little more longevity, and that is because of her interactions with Victor. Almost from the moment that she sets eyes on him, she feels attraction for him. She can't help but think about how pretty he is. There's also this magical moment for her because she's also listening and taking in the music at the same time. Yeah, I love that dimension that gets portrayed with because, yes, she is attracted to him and she finds him like aesthetically beautiful and attractive. But for her, her image of him is intertwined just as much with his looks as it is with the music that he's putting forth. And so she has this layered association of him as a person and this layered image of him. And I think that is so smart because that's exactly what the webtoon does. The relationships that all of these characters have with each other and with themselves is reflected in their relationship and that ship's relationship with music as well. There's a lot of parallels running around and it's it's all done really, really well. But for Camilla, Victor is this image of beauty in more ways than one. It's this aspirational image of, oh, this is beautiful. I want to play like that. And I want to be able to move people like that. And that's so meaningful when you're talking about a high school romance where the two characters are very young. And it's lovely that this interaction, this relationship between the main characters is starting off in this space of being beyond just physical attraction. Victor and Camilla start off kind of by butting heads and a lot of it has to do with Victor kind of judging Camilla at first. I think Victor thinks that Camilla is a whimsical person and that she doesn't have what it takes to stay dedicated and to stay involved in band and stick with it. Right. And I think a lot of this comes from Victor's own baggage. And we see him in the beginning of the webtoon just be kind of a prickly person. As Will said, he's judgy. He is impatient in class. And a lot of that has to do with where he's coming from. He's coming from Ashmont High, which is a more prestigious high school. And they've got a more developed band program I think it's a wealthier school as well. And so there was so much more pressure and expectation at that school than there is at Crestomere. And so he's coming at it from this place of simultaneously feeling the relief of that pressure, but at the same time, unable to completely divorce himself of it. And his mindset and his relationship with music has been heavily influenced by it. And that goes into his opinion of Camilla and his words to her. He is actively discouraging at first with her when she first joins band. And her reaction to it actually is one of the things that made me first fall in love with her character. What I love about Camilla is that she's not one to easily back down from something. And as someone who would be fearful a lot or get easily discouraged, it is really wonderful. And I actively look up to this quality in Camilla when I see her be talked to the way that she's been talked to by Victor, discouraged, you know, to join band. And she takes it in, but she kind of turns around. She says, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. And I love that gung-ho attitude. And it just is what makes her such a lovable character and a lovable person for so many people in the webtoon around her. She doesn't let herself get pulled down by things like this, which is such a wonderful quality. Yeah. And this is a bit of a side point, but I love that 
This attitude of hers is reflected in the instrument she plays. The trumpet is kind of like a loud and proud kind of instrument. It's usually there in the front in compositions. It's the first thing you hear a lot of times. And it really, really matches her attitude. But that isn't to say that she doesn't feel the doubts from others around her sometimes. But she feels the doubt and says, nope, I don't want to do that. And carries on with what she wants. I love it because you can definitely see her considering these opinions, right? She's considering these words and opinions from other people, but she chooses what to take in, which is such a an important life lesson, actually, for all of us to be either learning or reminded of frequently because we have so many people with so many different opinions. Everyone has something to say around us. But if we can be a little bit more like Camilla and just think about ourselves, center in on what we want to do, and push out the noise. Yeah, it's definitely an attitude that everyone can be inspired by, and it's one that Victor is definitely inspired by. Absolutely. Camilla's energy, as we said, is infectious, and he is so charmed by it. One of my favorite moments is when Camilla kind of inadvertently admits that she joined band because of Victor's playing. And Victor sort of takes that in and he's just like, my playing, huh? And you can see that her words have gotten to him. The fact that he has inspired someone else, the fact that he has brought joy to someone else, especially when he himself is questioning so much his own motivations, what he wants out of music and what he wants to do. He feels a little lost, I think, with his transition from Ashmont to Crestomere. And we'll get into more Victor later, but Camilla's bright passion and her positivity, it, it got to him. And I loved that, that she was able to touch him in that way. Yeah, her positivity and a lot of the hard work she shows during their tutoring sessions really rubs off onto Victor and he picks up on it and he starts to respect Camilla more and more. Yeah, I think he kind of went in, as you said, with that judgment and he made a snap judgment about who she was and their tutoring sessions helped him really get to know her, the actual person that she is, and it gave him a much more solid platform to base his impression of her. The lovely thing about their relationship is that we see the impact that Camilla brings to Victor. She brings this light, this energy, this passion that he's kind of somehow lost a little bit. He's been bogged down in his own, you know, baggage, his own questions. So she brings that to him and what he brings to her, which is so lovely through their tutoring sessions, is a sense of steadiness, of stability. She brings all this passion, energy, and light, and he is the steadying force, kind of helping her, guiding her. And he is providing her structure, which is lovely. And you can see it in a moment where Camilla is thinking about whether or not she should go to this party. But then she pictures Victor in her mind's eye, sort of being like, <laughs> you know you know take band seriously and she's like no no I should you know be responsible and make this other choice because I've got my responsibilities to band yeah you're absolutely right about Victor being kind of a stabilizing force he gives her a lot of quiet confidence in her feeling about her place in the band too as they continue their tutoring sessions she stops feeling like an outsider and really kind of takes the role of a member of the band she takes it over completely 
that's what I really love about their relationship. Even though Victor approaches Camilla and their tutoring sessions with skepticism and with judgment, if he's proven wrong, he readily admits it. And if he sees something that she's doing that is a good job, he acknowledges her for it. He says, good job. That was great. Keep it up. He's a very patient and thorough teacher with her, and it's great because he didn't go into those tutoring sessions willingly, but once he committed himself to it, he took it seriously, he valued their time together, and he valued Camilla enough to give her the best of him as a teacher. And it's great because Victor does not coddle Camilla, so whenever he does give her praise, she knows that she's doing a good job and that she's improving. She feels actually very encouraged by it. They have a really wonderful dynamic as a tutor and a student. Yeah, there are other characters in this webtoon who Victor and Camilla are kind of stabilizing forces for. For Beth, it's Victor, and for Rowan, it's Camilla. And both have an interesting relationship with their respective characters. They do, Beth is under so much pressure and expectation, similar to Victor. She has a mom with very high expectations of her. She's a high-performing kid. She's been playing for a long time, both the piano and the flute. It's very clear. And Beth's baggage comes with performing, specifically. Every time she's about to perform, she feels like she's drowning. She kind of seizes up and she's unable to play the way she normally is able to play in practice when she feels comfortable and free. And Victor is a very significant person to her because of how supportive he is to her. She is able to lean on him in a way that she feels she isn't able to do with other people. In a way, he feels a little bit like a life jacket to her in the sea where she is drowning. Yeah, Victor is the one who appears in her dreams to guide her through some of the pressure she feels. Victor's the one who she goes to to talk about anything going on day to day. Victor is actually literally the one that she goes to lean her head on. Right. In a way, you know, we can just see how important of a person he is to her. I think she leans on him a lot. She depends on him a lot. She's dependent on him in a way that is uneven in their relationship. And this is shown in their physicality towards each other because we see Beth clinging on to Victor several times in this webtoon in a way that Victor accepts, but he does not return. They don't lean on each other in the same way. He can stand independently without her, even with all of his baggage and his own things that he's working through, but she feels more unable to stand independently without him. Which leads me to wonder, and maybe this is a reason why, maybe Beth just needs more support in her life, but I don't think she has any other friends other than Victor. We haven't seen her interact with too many people other than Victor, so she might be a little isolated or a little starved for support. Yeah. This affection is definitely one-sided, and she definitely likes Victor, and she doesn't feel she can say it, but alas, that's where she's at. Another character who has a lot of friends, but feel vapid or shallow to him, is Rowan. He's a good example of a character that is surrounded by people in a way that Beth and Victor are not, 
But at the same time, he still feels disconnected from them and from everything. I think he's made mention to Camilla a couple times where he's pretty chill about everything and he doesn't have Camilla's passion. But through meeting Camilla, he realizes that living in a chill way where you're disconnected or when you're not really caring or fully engaged with the world around you is not the best way and that living with passion is an option and that it's an option for him. That's a great way to put it. Rowan feels empty at times. He feels like things don't matter and Camilla's infectious energy and passion just rub off on him and inspire him and he doesn't see anything else in his life that really gives him meaning besides hanging out with Camilla. Yeah, there was a point in the middle of the webtoon where his friends start questioning why he wants to hang out with that band girl all the time. And they've talked this way about other people before, but he gets really upset by this and he makes it clear that Camilla is important to him, that she is his friend, and that he's going to go and hang out with her. Because at this point, she is much more of a meaningful friend and relationship to him than all of his other senior friends are that he's been hanging out with. And like Beth, Rowan also likes Camilla. Yeah, he starts developing these feelings for her. And yeah, that's our love you. Not quite a square, but it's a you. Yeah, it makes things complicated because Camilla and Victor have feelings for each other, but they each have somebody who has feelings for them. In the case of Camilla, Robin has clearly developed feelings for her. He wants to be around her a lot. He joins band mostly to spend time with Camilla. Victor even confronts him about this, and he kind of softly admits that that's true. Yeah, Rowan goes out of his way to reach out to Camilla, which I think is really interesting. He invites her to a party, he invites her to go to the mall, and he texts her. They have a snowball fight in the in the front of the school. Like and and as we mentioned, he makes it very clear to his friends, kind of a declaration that she is my friend. I'm going to go be around her. And she's becoming a very significant person to him and we can see the feels develop. I'm not mad at a Camilla and Rowan ship. I know you're not either. It's definitely not our main ship, though. And my reasoning for that, and it's similar to the reasoning for Beth and Victor, is that it is one-sided in terms of how one party influences the other. Camilla, with Camilla and Rowan, and with Victor and Beth, one party, Camilla and Victor, brings out a lot in the other party, Beth and Rowan. And they feel changed by that person. Rowan feels changed by Camilla. And Beth feels changed by Victor. Yeah, as we've mentioned before, Victor is Beth's rock, almost. Yeah, Victor is really Beth's rock. She leans on him a lot. She even speaks in the webtoon that she leans on him. And that's, I think, an integral reason for why she likes him, which is kind of another point for me that puts me in the Camilla and Victor camp a little bit because neither Camilla or Victor need each other to be happy or to feel whole. Beth is kind of mistaking her dependence on Victor for love and his support for her as a platonic friend for 
you know, more than what it is. And I think that's a really dangerous thing to conflate together. And I'm really looking forward for Beth to kind of develop more on her own, to get a little stronger, to receive support from Victor, sure. You know, I'm happy with them being friends. I'm totally fine with that. But I also want her to be able to stand on her own and to be able to even be friends with other other people and to have meaningful relationships with other people. Yeah, and it's interesting because on the flip side, Rowan is in a very, very similar camp. I don't know if his attraction to Camilla is strictly because of the energy and the meaning she gives him, but it plays a major role in it. And I would also love to see Rowan branch out and make more meaningful connections besides the one he has with Camilla. Right. And it's an interesting point because I really do think he is in the beginning of his story. We see the cracks of that emptiness and that facade that he puts up. It's coming out now and it's due to Camilla's influence. But I don't think she is not his endpoint. She is merely the catalyst that is sparking this new direction for him. Because while Rowan is kind of taking an interest in band now and he's feeling that spark that Camilla has been feeling since the beginning of the season I don't know that band is going to be the end point for him I don't know if it's going to be his one passion or if it's going to be something that he builds momentum with and parlays into another interest and that is what I'm excited to see for Rowan I would love to see where he goes yeah you touched on this earlier but Victor and Camilla don't have this dependency on one another. They just fit each other. They do. They bring out a lot in each other, and they feel changed by each other. We obviously mentioned how Camilla's passion has influenced Victor and how his steadiness has offered her a sense of structure and stability. He basically is a steadying force on her, and she's an uplifting one for him which is something that I think he needs because he's got a lot of baggage, not only with his previous school, but with a previous girl that he used to interact with at Ashmont. Her name is Rosalind, and it's unclear exactly what the nature of their relationship was, but he very clearly had feelings for her, and he feels abandoned, I think, by her, or feels let go of by her in some way, because that's something that comes up in his relationship with Camilla, Specifically in their tutor context, where Victor feels like it's just a matter of time before she lets him go. Especially when Camilla misses one of their practice sessions to go to the mall with Rowan, that is something that acutely comes forward. That's some heavy baggage that is still influencing a lot of his emotional state around this. He fears being left behind, being abandoned the way that Rosalind abandoned him in his past, He's worried about not being enough, about her eventually moving on from him, and he feels bad whenever he thinks that way. And this is kind of an interesting thing because it shows us that at this point, Victor actually considers Camilla's opinion to be very important to him, if you think about it. Like the moment when she tells him that he was the one who inspired her to join band, all the little comments that she makes to him, even that one time when she, quote unquote, it's actually her older sister, uh, when she flirts with him over text, <laughs> um, that affects him. Camilla has an effect on Victor. She is significant to him. And he's not unaffected even by 
her physical appearance either. They both find each other attractive. When she comes out in the makeup and the dress for their weekend meetup, he starts blushing like a tomato. It is the cutest thing. And he is very affected by her being in his car and being in close proximity to him. Yeah, they're absolutely adorable together. The way they're drawn, by the way, the art is so blushy and rosy. It makes them look super cute together, especially when they're red as tomatoes. <laughs> There's, you're totally right. I mean, I know we've been kind of analyzing things, but just at the base core of it, they're just so freaking adorable together. I love Camilla and Victor. They just really bring out so many good qualities in each other. And you can tell that they like to be around each other. Victor can't help but be charmed by her. And she is enamored with him. There's just so many positive feelings going back and forth between them that it's just, oh, it's hard not to just be in love with their budding relationship, infatuation, and even just all of their interactions. It's especially lovely, too, because the writing of this relationship is done with so much care. Camilla and Victor's relationship, as we mentioned before, is drawn in a way that is very mature. Neither of them need the other to stand on their own two feet, but they help each other and they make each other better. And neither of them also feel a sense of ownership over the other person either. And that's not to say that Rowan necessarily feels a sense of ownership over Camilla. Beth is a little clingy, but she doesn't necessarily feel a sense of ownership. But I loved the moment with Camilla talking to Beth and saying that just because she and Beth have feelings, which I love that they were both so open with each other and that Camilla communicated that very openly with Beth. I really appreciated that so much about her character. But in that moment, she says, just because both of us have feelings for Victor, at the end of the day, it's his choice who he wants to be with. Like, neither of us have any say in that, which I think is such a healthy perspective. And I really commend the writing and I commend Camilla as a character for bringing that perspective. Camilla's character in general, I think, is also what makes a romance between Victor and her possible, considering their student-tutor relationship. You gotta be a little careful with that dynamic, even between peers, if one is a student or a tutor in some way, and they have that interaction with each other, it can lead to an unequal power dynamic or a power balance, especially in a case where Victor is an expert comparatively to Camilla in this one field band that they are both in, and he is tutoring her in it. Camilla's character is such that she does not get discouraged easily. She lifts herself up. She is very strong. And she, to me, feels like a character that won't get too into her head when it comes to developing a romantic relationship with this guy who has been teaching her. And I think that is very important. And that's what makes their relationship work. And that's what kind of puts me on the train for their relationship. I think Victor, and I don't know how you feel about this, Will. I think Victor may have some slight worry that their student-tutor relationship may not be compatible to, or, or he may just kind of be worried. He's like, oh, I'm her tutor. This doesn't make sense or it feels weird. But I think part of that is him couching his growing feelings for her 
as care of a tutor towards a student. So I'm not anticipating their tutor situation to complicate their budding relationship too much, but it may a little. It definitely may a little bit, yes. Yeah, but I have a, I have faith that they'll work through it. Yeah. I want to mention one thing, too, about what I'm jokingly calling the French horn connection. And it has to do with the choice of instruments that some of the characters play. You mentioned this earlier with Camilla's trumpet, yeah. Yeah, for Victor, he plays the French horn. And at first you might think, it's just the instrument he plays, right? What What's the deal about it? And the French horn is a notoriously difficult instrument to play. You have to be able to play a brass instrument, so you have to be able to buzz and have the correct embouchure for the mouthpiece. You have to be able to know the valves. And you place your hand inside of the horn. And how you adjust your hand, you can also adjust the pitch of the horn a little bit, and it affects everything else you do when you're playing the French horn. And because of this, it's a very intricate, delicate kind of instrument to play. And it reflects on Victor in a lot of ways because it requires precision and technique and a very solid foundation, which Victor clearly has. It's in his character because of how much time he spent playing music and how integral music has been to him as a part of his life. Right. It's pretty clear that he is very passionate about it, that he is very knowledgeable and that he's very skilled in it. And it sounds like the French horn is a perfect instrument that reflects his position with regards to music. It also reflects his position in the band. He is seen as kind of an authority figure, as like a soft authority almost in the band. People look up to him because he's so skilled. But the French horn is very often seen as the hero of the orchestra. When it comes in, it's majestic. It's the main voice. In a lot of band pieces, it gets used as the main voice and the instrument that carries a lot of the main melodies. If you're looking for an example of this, go listen to Gustav Holt's Jupiters from the Planet Suite. When the French horn comes in, you know this is the main meat of the song. This is one of the high points of the song. And I mention all this because Victor holds this position in the band he plays in. And it's not just because of the instrument he plays. You're absolutely right in Victor being seen as a leader in the band. He has this unconscious authority where it's clear that while Mrs. Petraki is leading the room and directing them through different things, his presence carries weight in the room and in the band. This is contrasted pretty well with Rowan, who is almost seen as the Joker, as a class clown almost of band because of how unserious he seems to be taking it. And I find it interesting that his instrument of choice is the triangle. Right, you were explaining this to me when we were first reading Brass and Sass. Yeah, the triangle is often seen as a very simple, basic, anyone-can-do-it kind of instrument. Oh, all you need to do is hit the triangle at the right time. And people aren't entirely wrong when they say stuff like this, but there's a lot of technique and precision that goes into playing the triangle, actually. How you choose to hit it, how long you let it linger... And all these other things that you wouldn't consider. And I think that speaks volume about Rowan, right? He may seem very simple on the outside, but there's a lot going on underneath the surface that you have to look past. Right. There's more than meets the eye to him. You're totally right in that assessment of him 
being seen as a class clown, but he's got all these complexities that haven't been explored yet. So that's super cool. When you first brought up that point to me, I was like, whoa, I, first of all, I'm not, I was never in band, so I didn't have this context. So to hear this from you is, is, was super cool. And then to get that peek into Rowan, you know, to have that nuance be explained, it was so awesome. And it's also really funny, too, that the triangle is seen as a one-note kind of instrument. Because sometimes with band pieces, you only play the triangle like for quite literally one note. But for Rowan, the person who is his one note is Camilla. What do you mean by that? Camilla is the only reason why Rowan is in band. She absolutely is. You know, Camilla is kind of like... Putting aside Rowan's romantic feelings, Camilla is kind of like the glue. She has that effect on people where she brings people together and she imbues them with this energy. You know, she's infectious. She's also a really good marketer. Just naturally, she has an instinct for it. She has a knack for it. So I'm like, hey, Camilla, get it. But she does act like this glue and she's like a beacon where people are drawn to her. She is a wonderful main character. I don't think I have too much more to add. Will, do you have any takeaways from reading season one of Brass and Sass? Yeah, I love that Brass and Sass is even a story. I grew up reading a lot of shoujo manga, and I was also in band. And Aunt Lorella has recently said that she wanted to make Brass and Sass because she liked those two things. And I love that this exists for that reason. Yeah, it's absolutely a beautiful story. I didn't realize that I was going to enjoy this story as much as I was when I first read the description of it. And this was before we started our podcast. Um, this was a long time ago. When I first read the description, I kind of wasn't interested because I don't tend to like stories where the male main character is this sort of gruff, heart of gold type that gets melted by the girl. You know, we all are familiar with that trope. When I saw the brass hole description in in the description for Brass and Sass, I was a little bit turned off, but I am so glad to have been proven wrong because the writing in Brass and Sass is so nuanced and the characterization is done with such care that you can tell that these are not one-note characters. Even characters that we don't necessarily like or empathize with they receive depth and that's what makes this such an enjoyable webtoon for me yeah i really enjoyed too this might sound a little silly but i really enjoyed the music of this webtoon and it makes sense for a webtoon about people playing music that isn't always the case and the two composers Emilian and vermilion and isabel levon did a fantastic job with the soundtrack to this webtoon. You're absolutely right. There were a couple of standout moments that even I remember reading it, and it was just, it set such a lovely atmosphere for a webtoon that already sets a beautiful tone and atmosphere with its dialogue, with its characterization, with its art, and the music just came in in these perfect moments and absolutely enhanced the experience of reading it. Yeah, be sure to check out Brass and Sass. Go support the creator, Aunt Lorella, or N Leek. She goes by both on Twitter. Go support her on Patreon. She's also got some really cute, lovely images on Instagram, so we recommend following her there. It's a pleasure following her work. 
Thank you very much for listening to our episode on Brass and Sass. We were so excited to talk about this webtoon with you, and we were so glad we finally got a chance to cover the first season. We're both currently reading season two, so if you want to hit us up on social media or email to talk about it with us, you can find us at The Webtoon Room on Twitter or IG and thewebtoonroom at gmail.com over email. Feel free to check out our other episodes. We cover many other webtoons in our season reviews, and we also recently put out a what we're reading webtoon recommendations kind of episode that is spoiler-free, so anyone can check it out. If you like our stuff, feel free to leave us a review. We always welcome Apple Podcast reviews. Follow us on Spotify, all the different places, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Thank you.